Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Go New York, go New York, go. Donovan Mitchell is from the area. He played AAU ball in Manhattan. Legend has it. His first dunk came on a hoop in the city. His father works for the Mets. Donovan reportedly really, really wanted Phil Jackson to select him in the draft. For real. For real. Ever since Mitchell trade rumors first surfaced, Mitchell has wanted the Knicks. Knicks fans have wanted Mitchell in the worst way imaginable. And yet somehow, someway, Donovan Mitchell wakes up this morning as a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Go New York. Go New York. Go. This guy woke up a Cavalier, and you know why? Because Cleveland did what New York would not do. They went all in for Mitchell. They sent three players, three future first-round picks, two pick swaps to Utah. I mean, sure, that's a hell of a lot to give up. And Danny Ainge is sitting on a pile of picks in Utah, and he's cackling. But I love this. I love this for Cleveland. Because like Wade Boggs, on a cross-country flight, the Cavs are absolutely loaded. Allegedly. Darius Garland, Jarrett Allen, Evan Mobley. The oldest of those three is 24. They've got a head coach in J.B. Pickerstaff who doubled their win total from year one to year two. And now they've got a three-time All-Star who can take over a playoff game and win it single-handedly if you need him to. You know, the kind of guy the Knicks have not had for years. The kind of guy the Knicks have been looking for for years. The kind of guy the Knicks have had to have for years. And he was right there. And he wanted to be one of them. Yeah, Cleveland beats them to it. Cleveland. Cleveland is going all in. They're not looking to be good. They're looking to be great. And at the same time, they know who they are. I mean, let's be real. Fairly or unfairly, Cleveland is not a free agent destination. Joakim Noah. Said that more than a decade ago, and the fact is, it still holds true today. I don't know about this place, man. I just stayed in my hotel room, man. Every time I look out my window, it's, it's pretty depressing out here, man. It's bad. It's bad. So you don't, you're not going out? No. No going out in Cleveland, man. It's all factories. It's all factories. will never not be amazing. You want to talk about a take that ages well. It's all factories. And, of course, he was not done. Do you like it? you think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say, I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. What's so good about Cleveland? Cleveland, the thing is, like, I've got your back. I will always have your back. I love you. I will always love you. But that doesn't mean that I can't say that that's not awesome, because that is. You may not like it. It may not be true. It might be true. (laughs) But that is incredible. That ages so well. Better than any fine wine. But the fact is, right now, I'm not looking for Joe Noah to come back and apologize. Actually, I am looking for Joe Noah to come back and apologize. Hey, Joe, come to find out, Cleveland is cool. It is. It's hot. You know why it's hot and why it's cool? Because the hottest, wait for it, I'm going to say this. I mean, bleep is crazy. Yesterday, I said the Mets are saving Major League Baseball. Today, I'm saying the hottest young team in the association resides in bleeping Cleveland. Yeah, I said it. This is for you. And yet again, 
the most self-sabotaging organization in the association resides at MSG. Why don't you raise a banner for that? Put it right next to that Billy Joel banner. Because right now the Knicks are the only team that could do this. Only the Knicks could jack this up as badly as they just did. You know what? I take it back, Alvin. I am going to talk about the great equalizer. The Knicks are the diarrhea of the association. Yeah, I said that too. The Knicks have been desperate. No, it doesn't. And the Knicks are the diarrhea of the association. You know why? Because they've been desperate to get free agents for years. They thought they had a shot at LeBron. They thought they had a shot at KD. You can go down the list of superstars that they thought they had a shot at when they were free agents. And then you can look at how utterly delusional and diarrheal they've been. And how oblivious the Knicks have been about their chances of getting any of them. But in this case, incredibly enough, they had a chance to get a star. A guy who desperately wanted to be there. And they still could not get it done. They still took a dump in their pants. Instead, now they're going to double down on R.J. Barrett and the rest of that crew that bottomed out in the second half of last season. And yes... I know the Knicks. I know they're going to spin that they didn't want to give up that many picks. They didn't want to give up that many picks to have a backcourt that's too undersized. If this were any other organization, I might even buy that, but not with the Knicks. They don't get the benefit of the doubt. They have no cred. They have no clout. These are the Knicks. These are the Knicks we're talking about, not the Spurs. And as far as not being willing to part with the picks... Don't act like, I mean, save the picks for what? For who? Let's not act like the Knicks front office is Golden State's front office when it comes to building through the draft. We're not talking about a team with a history of drafting guys like Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. It's a team with a history of drafting guys like Kevin Knox and Frankie Smokes. And those weren't just random picks either. They used top 10 picks on those guys. What's the point of keeping draft picks if you're going to use them on an Ante Kakumpo, who's not a Giannis? They're going all in on R.J. Barrett. And while he's been good, the jury is still out on whether or not he can be great. And is he really somebody you can build around? Is Obi Toppin? This is what Rick Pitino had to say. Patino is the former Knicks coach, of course, and he was Mitchell's coach at Louisville. Rick Patino said a few days ago, and I quote, Donovan loves the Knicks. Donovan loves being around his mom, sister, and dad. Donovan would treasure being a Nick. End of quote. Finally, a star who would actually treasure being a Nick, who actually wants to be a Nick. And what do the Knicks do? They make sure he's not a Nick. Normally, I would say you don't give up the entire team to get Donovan Mitchell. But really, what are you giving up? A 37-win team. The hell are they really giving up anyway? They haven't had a winning record since 2013. This is not a case of, it ain't broke, don't fix it. This thing's been broke forever. So as much as I criticize the Lakers, and believe me, the Lakers deserve a lot of heat. 
The Knicks deserve so much more because they're so much worse. They're a billion times worse. When the Lakers had a chance to get a much-needed superstar, they didn't blink. They went out and they got Anthony Davis. Say what you want about AD, but they got him and they won a championship. The Knicks did the exact opposite. They had a guy who desperately wanted to be there, who would inject life into their fan base and give that fan base a reason to believe, and then they puked all over themselves. They actually diarrheaed all over themselves. You know, like they always do. Only the Knicks could make sure that 2 plus 2 equals negative 4, because not only did they completely whiff on getting a superstar who desperately wanted to be there, but they let him go to another team in the East. And not just some random team in the East, but a team that is loaded with young talent. The Cavs had two All-Stars last year. They added a third, and Evan Mobley is going to be one in a minute. That's four All-Stars on the same roster, and they're young. They're everything the Knicks aren't. Young, talented, hungry, exciting. And the Knicks are everything they've always been. Dysfunctional, boring, amateur, hackish. The Knicks have been in rebuild mode for a billion years now. The Cavs have been in that same mode for about a minute, and they have already blown right past the Knicks. Finally, the Cavs could send four guys to play in the All-Star game, and the Knicks will be buying tickets to watch them. Donovan Mitchell could have been a Nick. He wanted to be a Nick. He would have loved it. Instead, he's another star who is not in Knicks gear, and that's why you're the Knicks. Go New York, go New York, go. Just know what your fans were saying. Just know what your fans were saying after this failure. Catastrophic failure. Go New York, go. Go New York, go New York. Go to hell. Go to hell. How you explain that to them? Like the rare star who wanted to be there. It was right there for you. Go New York, go New York, go. Go take another dump in your pants. If I were a Knicks fan, I'd be so pissed. In fact, Knicks fan, go ahead. Hit me up. Let me know how you feel. That's the best of both worlds, Alvy. Alvy and I were talking about it. And I said, Alvin, what do you think we should start with? The Knicks or the Great Equalizer? Now Alvin goes, dude, why don't you just do both and make it a 40-minute segment? I said, really? He goes, now. But actually, we did get both of them. Yep, 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 yep. You know, we could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards. Like how they require minimums and worse yet, how their rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, you want to talk about amazing. And now that we've talked about that, let's get back to the daily jungle. You know, the stuff that we talk about here daily. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Stefan Diggs is my guest. Stefan, great to have you back. How are you? I'm good, big guy. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you, dude. Great to have you back. All right, so we're less than a week away from the season opener against the Rams. It is a massive game to start the season. I want to know how you're feeling right now and how hyped are you to get this thing finally started once and for all? I'm excited. It's been a, it's been such a long offseason, like, uh, something that I've been thinking about, like, shit, thinking about the first game since the schedule came out and just been grinding and working working towards the goal. Like, the goal is to continue to get better, continue to do what you're supposed to do. As far as, like, as a player and as a professional, I've just been excited, man. You know, it's been a while. Like, they, they say it creep up on you fast, but it's actually been a long time. <laughs> I missed it. 
Sounds like you're ready. Now, Stefan, I know you, you more than anybody else, understand the notion of just blocking out the noise and staying focused and worrying about what you can control. I'm curious about that because the talent on the roster is so good, and this team has been so close the last couple of years. There's so much hype. How do you handle that? Like, Do you feel like that hype is respect, or would you wish that everybody would just stop talking about it? No, it's part about being part of being successful is really just working at it. You know what I'm saying? And when you have a success, people add expectation. But it's about managing those expectations within the within it. Like, yes, things are gonna happen good, things are gonna happen bad, but as a player you can't ride the roller coaster. For me, I'm just trying to continue to get better, make my team better and do what I'm supposed to. So uh, it's not like you get tired of hearing about it. It's more like, hey, you be appreciative and thankful that people actually think something of you. There's nothing wrong with it. Buffalo Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs joining us, appearing today on behalf of Saks Underwear. I'm going to get to that in a minute. You know, from the outside, it seems like you and Josh Allen, Stephon, got on the page, the same page pretty quickly. In fact, almost from the moment you got to Buffalo, now you're entering your third season together. How would you describe the chemistry that the two of you have on the field? I feel like it's good. I feel like it's something that we had to work at, something we had to build off of. It's not. It hasn't been easy at all, in no means, but it's definitely been a process that I've by like, his success and his growth as a player and just kind of like trying to keep that good thing going. Uh, all I want to do is continue to get better. So it's a constant effort for me and the people around me to just kind of keep making him the best quarterback he can be. You know, when you break that down, when you look at his game and what he brings to it, you know, tangibly, physically, and even just kind of his grit and his heart, when you look at him and his game, what do you admire most about it? He's a dog. Yeah. That's what I admire first. He's a dog. As a quarterback, and you got a dog at the helm, a guy that's running the show, a guy that's putting in the time a guy that's giving it everything you got it's easy for me to want to run through a wall for my quarterback it's easy for me to say man i need to be on my job i need to be doing everything i'm supposed to be doing so uh that's why stefan diggs joining us you know he was asked about you and he said that there aren't many 50 50 balls that stefan won't catch i can throw it to him knowing that either he's going to get it or he's going to make sure nobody else gets it in your mind what is the secret to winning those 50 50 balls is it physical technique or is it just flat out desire it's more just, I mean, I feel like it's my ball or no ball. Like, I mean, as a receiver, you should consider that being your ball. Your ball's thrown to you. It's always yours no matter what. I've never seen a pass I didn't like. <laughs> That's what I've been telling them. So you can't do no wrong in my eyes. So the 50-50 balls, I'm trying to make them more like uh, 90, 90% catch rate. So, you know, it also gives your quarterback confidence to throw it to you when in doubt, when things don't look as good. Stephon Diggs joining us. I see you were number 26 on the NFL's top 100 list this year. I'm kind of curious what you think about that. Does that feel like a sign of respect? Or maybe on some level, does that feel like a sign of disrespect? What do you make of that number? I don't think too much of it because, you know, um, it's always voted by your peers. And if your peers still think highly of you, it's how many players in the league. Is, I'm 26 and cool. Am I aiming for always more? 100%. But I try not to give it too much life because it won't be the end all be all. I'm trying to win games. Stefan, you were heavily involved in recruiting Von Miller to join the Bills. You've been doing that for a while now. What was your pitch to him, and then how good does it feel to have him with you? It's good. I, I feel confident. I feel like, damn, like he's a hell of a player. He's going to help this team, help this team win games, and ultimately get to where we're trying to go. So, um, it's happy, I'm happy that it worked out. Hopefully, I'm, I'm not too bad of a recruiter. Okay, speaking of which, you're not too bad of a recruiter. In turn, Vaughn has been attempting to recruit Odell Beckham Jr. to join you guys in Buffalo. Yeah. Brandon Bean has indicated that he's checking on every available talented player. In your mind, what would Odell bring to the offense, and is that something you would be interested in also? Yes, he's a hell of a player. He's been a, one of the, a hell of a player for a very long time. 
um, especially when he's healthy. Like, and not only him being a good player, he's a good teammate. You know and as you can see, he's he drives the people around him. He makes them better. Um, you know, we got we got a we got a talented, very talented team. And uh, adding as much talent as possible is always something we want to do. It's fine. You're keeping things real, as always. In fact, you do so on social media. I saw a tweet the other day, and you were talking about how, quote, I have not been to a fair or a carnival in so long. I need a funnel cake. So did you get to a county fair, and were you able to get your funnel cake on? Yeah, I went to the, I went to the, uh, I went to the fair. I got a funnel cake, and they actually somebody got one sent to my house. So one <laughs> thing about Buffalo, you ask for something, they probably can make it happen. You should talk about how you need a new car. Or a new watch, or a new house. Maybe they'll send a new house to your new house. That's the thing about Buffalo, right? Buffalo is such an amazing place. I've always talked to players over the years, and they talk about the city of Buffalo, the community, what it means to them. How would you describe the relationship that you personally have with that Buffalo community? I mean, I feel like it's it's definitely personal. You know, it's something that um, I'm gonna be here, and I want to be as impactful as possible. So I'm just kind of continue to you know grow those branches, keep doing those initiatives helping my community out. Like, I feel like uh, I'm going to be here and I want to be as impactful not only on the football field, but uh I want to give an example. Back in May, you and your teammates went to the top supermarket on Buffalo's east side to honor the victims of the mass shooting. Then you went back this week and you held a back-to-school bash, which included handing out backpacks to 600 kids, haircuts, Nike gift cards, and more. Why was that something that was so important to you you personally? Because I feel like... uh, you know, not only being in Buffalo and being those initiatives, that was a real tough time for a lot of people. And we, we came back in the off season, you know, during OTAs and try to be a part of it. So coming back and try to do something positive and something to uplift some spirits was was real meaningful to me. Stefan Diggs, my guest. I mentioned off the top, you are appearing on behalf of Saks Underwear, but you aren't just appearing on their behalf. You and your brother Trayvon are the quote, wait for this now, my man, <laughs> Chief <laughs> ball officers for the company. How did that come to be? What are you doing with Sacks? I feel like it was a great fit for us to do. I feel like he makes a lot of plays, catching passes, uh, dealing with some balls, and I do as well. So it was something that uh, it was an easy, easy, easy go ahead. Um, I feel like it was something they they actually doing a lot of innovative and creative things over there. So something that coincides with my brand and something that I, I feel like we can push forward. So. It should be fun. Hey, what's that like, man? What's that like to be able to be a brand officer, well, a chief ball officer with your bro in a company like that? What's that been like for the two of you guys together? It's awesome. You know, you got to keep it in the family family business, but it's definitely fun and innovative, something that we, we have shot a lot of content and some stuff that, uh, that people are raving about. So it's kind of time to keep it going at this point. I like it. He's an all-pro. He's a two-time pro bowler. He's a wide receiver with the Buffalo Bills. Worked hard to make it happen, but we got him back on the program. He appeared today on behalf of Saks Underwear, Stefan Diggs. Stefan, great to have you back. Appreciate you. Thanks, again. So do you own or run a small business? It has been tough the past couple of years, right? But you may qualify for a tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee. It's not a loan like the PPP was, but an actual refund of your payroll taxes. Omega Accounting Solutions is helping small business owners like you in applying for and getting this tax refund for your business. The tax credit is part of the federal government plan called the Employee Retention Credit Program, or ERC. In the last six months alone, Omega has recovered over $300 million in cash ERC refunds for businesses. Remember, this is not a loan, but 
but a refund on your payroll taxes. Omega Accounting Solutions helps businesses nationwide. If you have more than five, but less than 500 employees, they are likely able to help you as well. A better business bureau partner and a champion for small business. Omega has 15 years of accounting experience, so find out if you qualify today. This program is available for only a short period of time, so call toll-free 800-704-2000, 800-704-2000, or go online to omegataxcredits.com. You've got everything to gain by determining if you qualify. That is omegataxcredits.com. Why don't we start in Pittsburgh? Because the backyard brawl was finally back after more than a decade away. I was reminded quickly of how much I missed it and why I wish it never left in the first place. Because when West Virginia and Pitt get together, it's not always great football, but it's always a scene. Always. And it did get started early in the week when Pitt quarterback Keaton Slovis had one more thing to say. And I got one more thing to say. West Virginia. Look out. He had one more thing to say. F West Virginia. West Virginia. So what is that? That's a rivalry built on rage. As one Mountaineer fan told ESPN, quote, it's just embedded within us to hate Pitt. You hate Pitt your whole life. You hate Pitt after you die. You never stop hating. End of quote. And even when Pitt scored twice in the final four minutes to win that game, the hate just continued to flow. According to ESPN, the West Virginia AD got into a shouting match with a Pitt staff member. That's hate. A Pitt DB was chanting, eat bleep, West Virginia. That's his own twist on West Virginia's favorite chant, eat bleep Pitt, eat bleep Pitt. So tell me again. Why the hell did we have to go 11 years without one of these games? And as graphic as those chants were, it still was not the most graphic stuff of the entire night, right? Because about 400 miles to the west, Penn State was taking on Purdue in West Lafayette. Penn State has a very experienced quarterback who is having himself an experience. Sean Clifford is 24. To put that in perspective, he's two years older than Trey Lance, and Trey Lance is entering his second NFL season. So Clifford throws for two TDs. He runs for another in the first half, and Penn State builds a 21-10 lead at halftime. But then things got weird, and Twitter got even more weird because at one point in the second half, as you probably know, Clifford took off for the locker room. How about this? Sean Clifford jogging back to the locker room. The sixth-year veteran quarterback, and now the five-star quarterback, true freshman, Drew Aller, is warming up on the sideline for Penn State. We will certainly follow that as this series develops here for Purdue. Yeah, please don't. Not totally unusual for a player to head back to the locker room to deal with an injury. But the way this guy was moving, the way he was running, you could pretty much rule out that it was a leg or a knee or a foot injury or a hamstring or a calf. So then, of course, Twitter does what Twitter does. Twitter went to work. A quarterback running back to the locker room without his helmet. Where have we seen that before? Oh, that's right. That Monday night... A couple years back when Lamar Jackson made a similar run due to, well, uh, cramping. I was cramping. I ain't putting Paul Pierce. I didn't put Paul Pierce. I, I was cramping. 
I was cramping. I ain't pulling a Paul Pierce. All right, so what about Penn State's explanation for Clifford and his dis- disappearance? Head coach James Franklin went with this. So he cramped up, had to go in and get an IV, uh, then came back, and then started to cramp up again. Once again, the old cramping explanation. What a quinky dink. Look, I'm not going to go all tin hat conspiracy theory on you, but there might be something there. Clifford did eventually return in the fourth quarter. He threw one of the worst passes of his life, all right? Not the type of thing you expect to see from him, which led to one of the uglier scenes on my TV screen. Clifford over the middle. High and picked. Jefferson with room. Can he get a block? Chris Jefferson. Still on the move with a lane. Jefferson. Touchdown. Purdue. 72 yards. Man, they mic that. They mic that field well, didn't they? I love when they drop those mics on that little pylon in the end zone. Otherwise, you could never get that sound. Boilermaker Chris Jefferson with an epic 72-yard INT return and then an epic up chuck on the sideline. Pick six to puke six. And I'm pretty sure that was not the only, he was not the only one chundering after that play. I'm guessing there were a lot of Penn State fans who were doing the exact same thing because that was not just a bad throw, that was a back breakingly bad throw. And yet somehow, some way, Clifford comes all the way back from that And he leads Penn State on an eight-play, 80-yard drive capped off by this. Clifford sprints out, lofts it up. Touchdown, Penn State! Unbelievable! Kevon Lee! Hell of a drive by Clifford. This guy was clutch when he had to be, and maybe clutch before that too, because in the post-game interview, he was asked about that sprint to the locker room, and his explanation was... Well, sort of vague. Tell me what you were fighting through in the second half when we missed you for a little bit. Yeah, I just had a couple, uh, you know, minor injuries, tweaks, um, but it's something controllable. You know, I'll be able to take care of it and not have have that happen again because it definitely uh, was not fun. It wasn't? Wait, a couple of minor injuries, tweaks? Can you not elaborate, Sean? Actually, don't. Don't. And how about him chasing all of that with this? Quote, it's something controllable. I'll be able to take care of it and not have that happen again because that definitely was not fun. End it was quote. not fun. I don't know. That, that does not sound like he's talking about a minor ankle sprain or a finger tweak. That sounds like something else. I'm not going to say that he got hit with the great equalizer, but I don't have to because CJ Zero, who posted the clip, did so with the comment, quote, Sean Clifford absolutely had diarrhea. End of quote. Again, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate, but I know a lot of you will. And if you're right, and that's what that was, you best respect the man because he got hit by the great equalizer and he still got over. He got the dub. If the great equalizer gets you, the best you can generally hope for is a tie. This dude got the win. Man, that is senior leadership right there. Talk about a gladiator. Talk about a warrior. Incredible. 
So you're hanging out with some friends. You're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you got this. You live nearby. You can make it home just fine. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, what are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill somebody. Everybody knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still does not stop everybody from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or somebody else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Speaking of the best we have, I want to take a moment now and switch gears. An extremely sad day today in the jungle. I mean this. This is a legitimate tone. I'm not setting you up for anything. An extremely sad day today in the jungle in that the most senior and tenured member in XR4TI history, not named Alvin DeLauro, but named Dave Whalen, is moving on. D-Dub, the legend, is in fact moving on. Now, many of you know that name. Hardcore jungle listeners know that name. Old school jungle listeners know that name. Many of you know the name, but you don't know the guy. Just know this, he has meant as much to this brand and these shows, all of these shows, as anybody who has ever come through here. Dave started way back on JRIB back in the day, and he's been an absolute warrior, grinder, as a producer, a collaborator, a researcher, and frankly, my key man for the better part of a decade and a half now. He has been there for this show and every TV show that we've done during that time. JRIB, Jim Rome on Showtime, The Daily TV Show, this simulcast. He's interacted with the guests. I mean, there's no part of these programs that he has not been a major part of. But the thing is, and this is why you know this name, but you may not know the guy or even what he's done. He's never, ever made it about him. He's always made it about the show. This is why you don't see him. This is why you don't hear him. But believe this, this show and this brand would not be what they are without his contributions. This dude is an absolute warrior, the ultimate pro, and frankly, and I've been in this game a minute or three decades plus, I'm here to tell you, this dude is like an all-time great. And while I hate to lose him, I am immensely grateful for everything that Dave has done for this brand and for what he's done for me personally. So, D-Dub, thank you for being an unbelievable producer, confidant, and ambassador for the program and the brand. I wish you all the luck in the world in your new endeavor and in all of your challenges as you go forward. You are going to be an awfully tough person to replace, 
but never, ever, ever forgotten around here. And we leave with amazing memories and experiences. And today is his last day. So I want to make that point. I want to make that point, and I want to make that point early on the program. So don't look for uh, Dave Whalen to show up on air, on camera, address you clones directly. He's never been about that life. But I'll tell you the life he has been about, busting his ass. Every single day, every hour of the day, weekends, nights, holidays, whenever I've needed him. And we have gone to battle, yo. My man has worked through some things and never once complained. Like, I would have loved to have dropped a montage. Like, Alvy, I would have loved to send, hey, Alvy, let's do something special for D-Dub. I want you to work up one of your, like, magical montages, one of your magical packages. The problem is Alvin has not one single piece of sound of a guy that has been here every day for 15 years. But by design, by design, I'm just talking a gladiator, like as tough as they come. I've had a few come through here like that, but not very many. Not very many. There's a very different standard if you want to work on the program. And some are up to it, some are built for it, some are wired for it, and some aren't. But nobody's built like this guy. So definitely a sad day, but I wish Dave all the best. Love the guy, and he's been so critical for the brand and the shows. Jamie in Green Bay is in. Quote, so in summary, D-Dub is the complete opposite of Ritt. Pretty much. If Ritt's the last one in and the first one out, yeah, yes. Yeah, pretty much. Nailed that, Jamie. Nailed that. 1-800-636-8686. And by the way, D-Dub, I guarantee he's not even happy about that because he's not about him. That's not his thing. Like, I mean... To be fair, I think he appreciates what I said, but he does not want it to be about him. I even said to him yesterday, my man, do you want to come on the air? He's like, nah, I'm good. D-Dub's like Janet. Janet's been on the air once. Once. She will not come on the air. Nor will D-Dub. But he's moved on to the next thing. And I've been very fortunate to have him here, and he's had an amazing run. So I want to be very, very clear about that. I want to say also, those who know, know. Those of you who know this show, who've been around, know. Know of him and know how much I think of him and what he's meant to the program. Hey, Jim, good luck to Dave. I wish him all the best. Yes, as a loyal clone, and I will toast it up for him on my B-Day. Cheers, Dave. Aaron in Connecticut. See, that's what I mean. Happy birthday, Aaron. He knows. Those who know, know. Those who know, know. Hi, Jim. Will Dave be working for a city? And if so, when is the ribbon cutting for the park? Mike in Temecula. Yeah, I don't think he's leaving for that. That was Ross. Only Ross would have a dream job in the media and leave to go work for the city of Monterey Park or Alhambra or Garden Grove or wherever the hell he went. Yeah, no. Dave, Dave's got it. bigger plans. Dave has great... Nothing against Ross. I want to say Dave has greater ambitions, but look, somebody's got to cut those ribbons, Ross. Normally, it's just the other way around. Normally, if you work for a municipality or normally if you work in local 
politics or local government, and I dangle in front of you a chance to work on one of the greatest radio programs in the history of the median, you would jump at that. Well, that guy had that already. He worked on a show that's very difficult to get to and sat around here for a few months and thought, you know what? Not what I thought it would be. I think I'll go work for the city of Oceanside. Alhambra, I covered. Alhambra, Monterey Park, Garden Grove, El Segundo, Norwalk, Norco, Fontana, Long Beach. I want to hear from you. You got a ribbon? I got a giant pair of scissors and a great head of hair. React to me. Screw Rome. Screw Sports Talk Radio. I want to go and I want to put on a construction helmet and act like I had something to do with the building of this facility. And I want to get a giant pair of scissors and be there for a photo op and work for the city. The city of Hemet. Come on, Ross. That guy really did that. And incredibly enough, to the best of my knowledge, never looked back. To the best of my knowledge, thinks he did the right thing. He may have. S.A. Sports Honk. Yeah, because this guy's going to make it better. All right, I'll play along. Rome, did you say at David Whalen was a grinder? Can you ask him if he needs a wingman? Signed, Pervin Meyer. That was devastating. Heartbreaking. You don't understand. When I, when I say a grinder, I'm talking about a guy that would work through, that does work through everything, 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 every illness, every injury, every personal situation, professional situation. You know people like that. You know who's going to shut it down the second there's a nick or a bruise, and you know who's going to work no matter what and never once complain. And you know who, if they have a previous engagement and they can't be there the day of, they get their work done anyway. That, that's that guy. Old school grinder, warrior, gladiator. Never makes an excuse. That's what I'm saying. All right, so when we come back, I want, I want to make sure we got that out there. Off the very, not the very top, because D-Dub, no offense, you've been here a long time. You know, the diarrhea takes precedence over everything, even an incredible employee for a decade and a half. Diarrhea. But I wanted to get that in the first hour. So my man is making this his last day. So if you have thoughts that you want to share, I know it's hard, too, because he doesn't put himself out there like that. Just know that behind the scenes, on the front line, in the trenches, no one's been better. He's my right-hand arm man. I'm Mr. Sterling's right-hand arm man. Yeah, I've got a quick question for you. Do you feel like your antiperspirant keeps you dry all day long? Dove Men Plus Care Dry Spray has an instantly drying antiperspirant formula that can help give you a cleaner feel and offers 48-hour sweat and odor protection. 48 hours. Like, I don't even know that was possible. 48 hours. Dove Men Dry Spray feels light and clean on your skin, and it's quick and easy to use. I mean, the product is pretty amazing. All of that, and especially, especially good when you're on the go. And Dove Men Dry Spray continues. And Dove Men Dry Spray contains 
Dove's unique one-quarter moisturizing cream that helps to protect your skin. And it goes without saying, you better be moisturizing. It leaves your skin feeling comfortable and it helps to protect your skin. And did I say you had best be moisturizing? I do. You should. Try Dove Men Dry Spray. Goes on dry, clean feel all day. Head, what's cracking? How you living? And how fired up are you for the first real weekend of college football? Fired up, Jim. After going 3-0 last week, I am fired up to get this thing going. And question real quick, can I also plug my underwear at the end of this segment or no? No. Okay. No. Right. What, 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 I'm are fired you, up. Are you the chief ball no, no, officer no. of your own underwear? No, sh- shut up, man. No. No. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. Hey, with the clones, how fired up are the clones that you went 3-0 and and how good did that feel last week? Oh, to start the season when there's so much out there that you don't know, felt great, man. Good point. You don't know that first week the lines are wild. All right, so let's get... especially college transfers, man. Transfer, transfer, transfer. Is that transfer portal giving you some some issues, dude? It it should. It, it's it's hotter than it's ever been, right? All right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Number two, Ohio State going up against number five, Notre Dame. The Buckeyes, explosive mm-hmm. as hell. They're thinking national championship head. You know Ryan Day wants to hit the ground running. The question is, is Notre Dame as good as their preseason ranking, and can they keep up? Keep up with Ohio State, this is a 17-point spread. Mm -hmm. A fifth-ranked team, a 17-point dog. How are you playing it? Yeah, this much for sure. Notre Dame is not as good as their preseason ranking, Jim. And big games for Notre Dame usually means big dumps in their pants historically, like Arnie-type stuff. Blowing it out the backside here. They are 2-20 versus the top five in the AP teams this century, and they're heading to the horseshoe with a new coach, new quarterback, and without their leading rusher from a year ago. Their strengths are also their trench play, and Ohio State is better than they they are there on both sides of the ball, plus that offense you talked about, Jim, of Ohio State's, it's the best in the country. This is how talented they are. They lost two wideouts who went 10th and 11th overall in the draft, and many consider this current group better. Brian Kelly left for a reason because he couldn't get that Ohio State talent and family. I'm rolling with the Ohio State here, laying the 17. That's really interesting what you just said, that Brian Kelly left for a reason. Listen, I want to reiterate, it's certainly not impossible to get paid hitting these games these days. It's just more challenging Mm -hmm. than it's ever been before. I agree with you. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to play it the same way you are. But in terms of getting paid, it's more challenging than ever before because more and more people are doing it now than ever before, yes. and the stakes have never been higher than they are right than they are right now. So you've got to have a system, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have a system because the pros have their own models, computer-generated models. They're pumping data. So with that in mind, where am I going? I'm going to admit the part of my system is the jungle karma. The bleep is real. I do factor it in. It brings me to our next game. Utah v. Florida. It's a big Kyle Whittingham house. And not just because he shows up here and does an excellent interview head, but because he's a hell of a coach. Mm -hmm. I love the guy. I love the program. I'm not even going to ask you. I'm just going to tell you straight up. I'm taking them minus two and a half against Florida in the swamp. I'm taking Mm -hmm. Utah in the swamp. How are you playing that? We went 2-0 and on your system last week, Jim. I'm going to go with you here again and take the It's not U- my system, dude. It's part of my system. <laughs> it's part of your system. Respect me. Respect 100% me. 100% so far this year. Okay. Respect. Good. All, all respect. I'm going with you. Minus 2.5 for Utah. I love them. 
they have a lot riding on this game, a possible college football playoff spot on the line. They have eight returning starters from an offense that ranked 14th in scoring nationally. They should have the advantage on the ground going up against a Florida D that allowed four and a half yards per attempt on the ground last season. That is if Utah can get around the Gators' 415-pound nose guard. No joke. This dude weighs 415 pounds. But outside of that, the biggest worry for Utah is playing in the swamp, of course. And Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson, he's good. He can beat you with his arms and legs, but he will turn the ball over. This is Billy Napier's debut. He will want to run the football. Utah is stout there. No good trends on either side against the spread, really. Utah has a horrible one. They are 1-10 against the spread in their last 11 September games, but I'm banking on them bucking that. Utah minus 2.5. Wow, dude, I wish you had not said that. I got to be honest. I did, not know, I did not know that stat. That is bad. That is a bad, <laughs> bad trend. That is a mm-hmm. bad. I'm not changing my mind. I'm staying with my guy Kyle Whittingham, but I don't like that stat mm-hmm. at all. That is a bad stat. All right, so along those same lines, big head, Utah State head coach Blake Anderson recently made a jungle run recently mm-hmm. he showed up like a boss i love what i heard from him unfortunately he could have done the very best interview ever and there's no way in hell i take him and his guys against the top rank alabama squad mm-hmm. in tuscaloosa but let me tell you this i'll tell you what i will do i'm not mm-hmm. going to take him to win that game but i will take him and the 41 and a half or 42 points whatever that line's at right now i'm taking them and the points what is the line how are you playing it? Yeah, no shot in hell at winning this. I'm seeing 42 right now. I'll go with you. I'll take the six touchdowns in Utah State. They were surprisingly bad last week against UConn. I'm hoping that's an advantage. V. Bama and they show up sharper. This is an Aggies team that actually is pretty good. They won the Mountain West last year. They have eight starters back on an offense that ranked 15th nationally in passing with an experienced quarterback in uh, Logan Bonner. Bama is going to be unstoppable without a doubt. Utah State's run D was below not good last year. I'm betting they keep it on the ground late and burn clock to get this cover. Against the spread numbers, we got a couple here that are in our favor. The Aggies are 5-0 in their last five road games, 6-1 and in their last seven after a straight-up win, and the Tide and the Nictators 0-4 in their last four against Mountain West teams. Let's roll with the Aggies, plus 42. I think so. You and I are agreeing on everything. I'm, sh- I'm not sure that's a good thing, but yeah, that six might not be touchdowns? Good. Dude, six, six touchdowns. touchdowns? I'm taking that. So I mentioned also, Head, that Ryan Day wanted to get out quickly this season. I'm going to say the exact same thing about both Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield and my guy Dino Babers mm-hmm. at Syracuse. However, I would say their reasons for wanting to get out quickly are different than Ryan Day's. But I know both these guys want this one badly. Looks like Louisville is a four-and-a-half-point favorite Mm -hmm. in this ACC opener. How are you playing that game? Louisville minus the points here. They beat the hell out of Syracuse last season, 41-3. to Their quarterback, Malik Cunningham, he has some L-jack in him. Dude threw for damn near 3,000 yards last year, and he ran for over 1,000. If they focus on his legs, he's going to beat them on the outside. In last year's game, he scored five touchdowns in the first half, while Syracuse quarterback Garrett Schrader threw for less than 100 yards in five games he played last season. Against Louisville last year, he paid, uh, passed for 46 yards. This is also the third different offensive scheme for Dino and the Qs uh, in as many years. So here, the key for Louisville is stopping the running back and Sean uh, Tucker for Syracuse. He's really, really good. Against the spread, since taking over in 2019, Satterfield's best trend is as a favorite. 
That's in play here. Let's go Cardinals, minus four and a yeah, half. Yeah, my guy Dino needs that badly. No doubt yeah. about that. He needs that badly. Let me just say something really quickly before our last game. Mm-hmm. You do have one unused spin of your serial ass card. Mm-hmm. And then when we go to the podcast, you can say it as much as you want. Okay. Okay. All right. Clemson entering up the season or en- begins the season looking up mm-hmm. at Georgia, Ohio mm-hmm. State, Bama. They open up number four overall. They're on the road against Georgia Tech. Got a wonder, head. Clemson coming off a three-loss season in 2021. Obviously, they're going to crack Georgia Tech. They're mm-hmm. better. They're much better. But are they 22 points better? Personally, I think they are. I already hit them. I laid the points. How are you going to play that? Clemson minus the points here. It really comes down to the quarterback dude, are we, play. Did we agree on all five games? I think so, dude. I don't know if that's a great sign or what. It's not a great sign. Go ahead. Finish the thought. <laughs> it comes down to the quarterback play. It's an play ass thought. It's serial ass there. It's I used serial... my card. Okay, all right. you just used it. There you go. Go ahead. But it all comes down to DJ Uiung Lule. How did I do with oh, that Oh, nice, Head. Very well. Very well done. <laughs> not good. For you, I that just, was pretty good. Uh, I just call him Big Dave's son. If you know in SoCal, he's a Mount Sack legend out there. Anyways, Big Dave's son. If he plays like a sophomore or a freshman, and unlike a sophomore, these guys could beat anybody in the country. They're that good. He should be fine here against a tech team that he's going against in a defensive unit that is returning three starters from a team ranked 110th in scoring defense from a year ago. They should feast. Also, Clemson's D... It is the most talented group in the country, and that line is special. They face a Tech O line that returns one starter. Tech's head, yeah, that's not good at all. Tech's head coach, Geoff Collins. Not good. His seat is hot, and his yellow jackets have been serial ass against the spread lately, oh Jim. There we go. Oh, boy. Out of Going one in seven in their last eight games, and Dabo. Since he's taken over in 08, outside of bowl games, his best trend against the spread is neutral sites. That's in place here where he hits on 65% of them. Let's go Tigers minus 22. All right, so you and I live and die together this week. We're on the same page on all five. If they joined us late, really quickly, run it back. Who do you have this week? The Ohio State minus 17 v. Notre Dame. Utah minus 2.5 at the Swamp. Utah State plus 42 at Bama. Louisville minus 4.5 v. Syracuse. Clemson. Minus 22 v. Georgia Tech. And DW, good luck with everything, man. Well, I'll be damned. Back already. I'm pumped to be here. What's cracking? Welcome to the program. Hope you had a great weekend. Let's get it. I literally will break one of my own rules. That personal appearance is not show fodder. And the reason I'm going to violate my own policy is because of how this dude looked. Absolutely Horrible. Yeah! 35 years old, man. There's a lot of going on. So. Clones, you got to admit, you had some fun with that, right? I don't think that he left to get his face done, leaving to get facial reconstructive surgery. But man, I wish it were true. Ross Tucker, NFL. Him taking 10 days off, that's kind of rough for people like me that support him and defend him. I'm not going to come on the Jim Rome show. I can't say, well, Brady's totally committed, totally dedicated. Can't say that this year. He's not. He took 10 days off in the middle of training. Oh, and an onside kick. What? Northwestern is on it. Is my guy trying to get fired? You're up 11 in the third quarter against a Northwestern team that was absolute garbage last year. Scott Frost's dad. 
We're talking on Leon Edwards. I think the positive feedback from the coaches was keeping me in the gym and I wanted to go back, wanted to improve, wanted to get more positive feedback and stuck in the gym. And now here we hey, are, the world tour champion of the world. You know what we should do? Give everybody a candle and there'll be this beautiful visual, love and happiness. Can you imagine a stupider idea? Of course they try to burn that burn place it. to the ground. The concrete doesn't even burn. Did you also give them gas cans and kerosene? Twiddle. Be honest, is Edward Marino actually just count shock firing off what concert you went to or what pant leg you put on first of course he's looking to bleep them bleep up. them up of course he said he's looking to bleep them up bleep them up i just don't know that anybody has ever wanted to bleep them up worse than baker probably wants to bleep I'm gonna them up bleep we go to Cleveland. They loved Baker. They wanted him to stay. They were against the trade. Baker's an angry little shrimp. Miles Garrett's got a big net to catch him. I, of course, want the Browns to win, but I don't want Baker to stink. You stink. Ruffin, I'm, I'm so glad that you and I could get caught up. Jim, it's an honor always, man, as a, a follower and, a, uh, and knowing what you've done. And I call you a life changer, a game changer. Keep on doing what you're doing. One day, somebody's going to say, Rome, what, why did you stop doing it? I thought you were going to host that show until you dropped dead. I was going to. But it was that one exploding pineapple factory straw that finally broke my back. Tony Elliott is my guest. I just want to be an instrument for these guys to help them be successful on Saturday. Because by that time, you know, it's all about the players. But I am a good person. I believe that. I go to church. I've been married for 31 years. Also, the fact that you've been married for a long time and that you have kids does not mean that you should be a football coach again. But here's another reason why a team should Uh, never hire you ever again. You are bad at your job. But I never thought that I'd have to say it. Stop having sex in public. It's not hot. And nobody wants to see it. And stop air dropping the pilot. Send a naked picture. Let's get yourself to the combo. Got 32 no's. It's not how many no's. It's how many yeses. Yeah, well, get the out of my face with that. Try 32 no's. 8, 9, 10, 11. Alvis never heard the word no. He only hears yes, yes, yes. Jalen Thompson joins us. Being intentional, being consistent, showing these guys that, that I can be that leader for them on the field so that when we get into game time, there's no issues. Nine mistakes made ahead of me. And I, um, Bust I will make and train wreck do not begin to explain so that they, the implosion they, 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 they that is Josh Rosen's career. Doesn't make any sense. Hello. That starts you off with a different greeting on this Thursday. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Broncos country. We got a deal. Let's ride. Hey, Denver. Let's ride. Let's ride. I like winning, and I like corn on the cob. Let's ride. Corny, tell me how my corn tastes. Twitter. Tell Chalk that the 90s called. Sincerely, desk phone. Sick-ass burn. Common piece of radio equipment called the black phone. What should we do? FaceTime? <laughs> hey, listen. You're sitting in the same... Is John Gotti. He said, I got John Gotti. If you think you're going to lie, get the up and leave right now. That that open after one minute already is better than almost any other three hour talk show, including this one, is going to be today. My name is the Leprechaun of Lyman, and I'm calling with a poem for the pregame of Notre Dame, Ohio State. He didn't get rum because we don't rum anybody around here, bro. What? The vodka button didn't want any of that. Yeah! Kevin, it is great to have you on the program, my man. How are you? Oh, man, I'm great. It's great to be on the program. It's because I'm still Any given Sunday sucked. <laughs> you know where I'm going with that. If you ever need me, just call. Immediate call you back. I really appreciate your time and wish you all the best. Thanks for having me back. We'll need it. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Transfer, transfer, transfer. DW, good luck with everything, man. Don't look for Dave Whalen to show up on air, on camera. He's never been about that life. But I'll tell you the life he has been about. Busting his 
ass. Good night now! Good night now!